Thanks for joining us and welcome back to the Watchman on the Wall podcast. Periodically, we'll bring you true stories of angelic encounters, heavenly visitations, near-death experiences, as well as modern-day prophecies that are relevant to us today. When we come back, we'll begin our next episode. Hello and welcome back to the Watchman on the Wall podcast. We've talked in previous broadcasts about war with Russia and how prophets, several prophets, including Dmitry Dudeman, has talked about they foresaw a war with Russia on our soil and it was nuclear. And that Russia, along with some other countries in South America, would invade us and, uh, of course, South American countries are invading our southern border right now. So that's in place. But until now, we couldn't really foresee how that would be anywhere on the horizon. However, with this Ukraine war and this escalation, I see that it could happen maybe later this year. Hopefully not. I surely don't want that. But in today's episode, we're going to hear a broadcast that you won't hear on your mainstream media it is from Full Spectrum Survival, and they're giving us an update on the war and what's going on behind the scenes that most people don't know about. So I feel I should share this with you today. So here now is an update on the war and how it can affect us from Full Spectrum Survival. Members of the British government are warning that Russia may declare World War III to have officially started on May 1st. The U.S. State Department says that we are ready to defend all countries in NATO. This map, uh, we're seeing a map right now that was broadcast uh, on one Russian news organization showing that the Sarmat or the Satan II missile based in Kaliningrad can nuke Berlin in 106 seconds. It can nuke Paris in 200 seconds, or it could nuke all of London in 202 seconds. Do not try our patience. That uh, warning is from Russia to the United States of America and NATO, saying that the country will deliver a, quote, harsh response to Western enemies if escalation brings about a new world war. A uh, spokesperson for the Russian Ministry of Foreign Affairs has continued the accusal of the United States and NATO of aggression and using the current conflict that is happening with Russian opposition to carry out what they are calling American gains. Canada's Minister of National Defense says that the world is now facing the greatest threat to international peace and, they say, to security since World War II. After the Moldovian breakaway region of Transnistria banned all men from leaving the country between the ages of 18 and 55, the Transnistrian Ministry of Defense has reportedly ordered a general mobilization through the Supreme Council. Just like we saw the lead up of Russia moving toward Ukraine and we warned the people of this channel day after day, it's going to happen. 
you don't move this many people, you don't move this much armament, you don't move the blood banks without Russia planning to go into another country. We're warning you right now that NATO doesn't build up this sort of oppositional force. The United States of America doesn't send this sort of armament. And we don't have this kind of lead up without the readiness for World War III to break out at any moment in time. Now, remember, this is number three. We see a lot of people say uh, through fatalism that it's, I'm not even going to get ready. I'm not going to prepare. What does it matter if, nuke, if Russia can nuke London in 202 seconds? What does it matter? What, what should I prepare for? But they're forgetting that this is number three. And that means that your family has lived through number one and it has lived through number two. And what you need to do is live through number three. That means you need to get your pantry stocked up. You need to have a way to filter water. You need to be able to repair your shelter or quickly evacuate to another shelter location. You need to think about what you'll do when you can't get the dog food and cat food in the store, how you'll handle a confrontation when you call 911 and the police can't or won't show up to your door, how you'll handle your own medical emergencies. You need to start thinking about these things because that's what's really going to be at stake in World War III. Uh, we have visual confirmation of an oil depot in Russian-controlled territory burning this morning after allegedly being struck by opposition fire. The United Kingdom, Canada, France, Israel, Germany, Bulgaria, and the USA have all ordered their citizens to leave Moldova and leave the Transnistrian region as soon as possible. Nuclear submarines from three countries are being birthed at the uh, Clyde Yard in Scotland. There's an American Virginian class, a uh, Virginia class submarine, a French Rubis class submarine, and a British submarine there as the countries to uh, prepare right now to deploy their nuclear arsenal around the world. NATO says that the cooperative organizations are ready to fight back against Russia through the arming of allied nations and agreements toward the unification of countries and the destabilization of Russia for years to come. This is a quote. We need to be prepared for the long term. That's uh, Stoltenberg told a summit in Brussels. There is absolutely the possibility that this war is going to drag on and last for months and for years. NATO allies are preparing to provide support over a long period of time, he says, and also help the Russian opposition transit and move from old Soviet-era equipment to more modern NATO standard equipment, <clears throat> weapons, and systems that will require more training. You see, if everyone else is getting ready for a multi-year, multinational world war, why aren't the citizens of America being told to get ready? The government could be helping each one of you by saying either, hey, we're going to send $33 billion over to, your, over to Ukraine, so we're also going to give you a government uh, allotment of food that you can stock up your pantry. They're, they might say, hey, uh, you know, we're going to give all these weapons and all of this training to these individuals in this other country, even though we're working to take away your weapons and your ability to defend yourself. But don't worry, everything's going to be okay. The U.S. government and governments around the world right now could be providing support to you and your family so that you can and will make it through this event, but they're not. And so you have to pull up the bootstraps. You have to do it yourself. You have to tighten the belts and you have to buy your own rice, buy your own canned food, buy your own self-defense tools. Make sure that you have plenty of projectiles for those self-defense tools, because without it, 
you and I are probably not that good with that weird L-shaped club at the end of the day. And so we need to be ready with other tools and other ways to communicate, to monitor and ob observe our local environment and to be ready for the time when you call 911 and no one comes to your answer or no one comes to your call. The International Atomic Energy Agency has warned the international community that the arming of and sending of missiles to fly directly through the airspace above nuclear power plants could lead to a nuclear accident unlike anything the world has ever seen before. Moldova is saying that they're going to need America's help. The Moldovan president stated today that Moldova is not ready for a war and currently does not have a combat-capable military. Now, this is the uh, this is the plea for help before uh, Big Brother, America, NATO, other Western allies say we have to help these people. And that's the uh, that's the news that you'll see. Those are the press conferences that you'll watch that. Look, Moldova said they're not ready. They're innocent people. And whether they are or not, that is non-reflective uh, toward the gains or the goals of what will happen. And the American people, or at least the majority, will stand behind a moving of Western arms and Western uh, mobilization of personnel into Moldova. When Russia says it's World War III, when U.S. lawmakers say it's already World War III, when you have uh, conflict strategists saying right now it's already World War III, how many people have to say it? You know, there's no, uh, there's no official declaration. There used to be a declaration of what a Great Depression was, right? Then a couple of years ago, when we went through a Great Depression here in the USA, they said, well, let's adjust those terms so that we now have a new understanding of what a Great Depression is. And uh, just like there's a, an understanding of how much radiation is safe for you to take in. And then Fukushima happened and, the, and they went from saying, you know what? This is an unsafe level to, hey, that's okay, we're all gonna take that anyways. Here's a new unsafe level of radiation. And it's not really that bad anyways. So there's this constant moving of the bar, moving of the line in the sand on the government side of things, but you end up worse every single time. So you have to take it into your own responsibility, put the yoke on your own shoulders and get ready for the times that are coming. We're continuing to monitor the, uh, the fact that NATO scramble, is scrambling jets right now multiple times per day to intercept Russian jets near the Baltic and Black Sea. NATO allies say that Russia is not only attempting to escalate, but they are also probing response times and response maneuvers from NATO. <clears throat> the United Kingdom is warning that Russia will mobilize the entire Russian army and the people of Russia in never before seen ways within days or that they could. We're watching special response units being deployed to checkpoints in Transnistria. The EU is reportedly going to begin implementing a phased oil embargo on Russia next week. The Polish defense minister says that the ongoing conflict confirms our fears of Russia's policies and the attempt to revive the Russian, the great Russian empire. Russia's foreign minister, who speaks at the behest of Vladimir Putin and for the nation, has officially warned that Moldova, if it attempts to seek NATO, any attempt to do so will not enhance its security. And in fact, it will deteriorate the, uh, the, any agreement that Russia will not invade Moldova today. In an update, the British Foreign Secretary has exclaimed that Russia, as a perpetrator of war crimes, must be brought to justice. See the escalation. Watch the trends. We talked recently about a tempo in the news, and you have to watch that tempo increase to that crescendo. And we're seeing it right now. 
It went from, we're investigating what is happening in uh, Russian opposition areas, then it went toward, uh, you know, we think these things are happening, and now they're saying Putin, now they're saying Russia are perpetrators of war crimes and they must be brought to justice. The White House president, uh, current acting president Joe Biden has descri described Putin as a war criminal, says that he is a pariah to uh, society and must be held accountable. The United States government is confirming that it is training Russian opposition right now in military installations in Germany. In an update, the British foreign minister, uh, foreign secretary, excuse me, has exclaimed that uh, we will see a movement toward bringing Russia to justice. We're watching the U.S. Air Force Northrop uh, Grunman, the drone with a call sign of Forte 10, holding a very tight and very strange pattern over the Black Sea. We believe that it is possibly monitoring submarine activity in the region. Hello again, this is The Watchman. Please join us each week for an exciting and inspirational podcast dealing with angel encounters, heavenly visitations, near-death experiences, as well as modern-day prophecies that are relevant to us today. So tune in each week and share it with your friends. After all, they could use a little inspiration in their life, too. That's the Watchman on the Wall podcast, and now you can find us on YouTube. We return now to an update on the war with full-spectrum survival. In Russia's Far East, there is a massive fire reported with images at the GRES-2 power station, which is a coal-fueled power generation station. NATO is uh, preparing troops to conduct war exercises across all of Europe in order to, what they say, is deter Russia from further movement. The exercises will include NATO troops from the U.S., Estonia, Britain, Latvia, as well as non-NATO members, Finland and Sweden. That right there should tell you what's going to happen next. When they have NATO exercises pulling in non-NATO, but soon to be NATO groups. You see, it, it was Russia's goal immediately to thwart NATO from uh, you know, coming too close to its doorstep. And instead, what has happened over the course of the last two months has driven nations that were once on the edge and saying, you know, we don't want to upset the uh, way things are going here. And they have said instead, please, NATO, come help us. And look at their calls for aid. And so there was almost no alternative escalation other than world war at the time. The exercises are backed by aircraft, by tanks, by artillery, by armored vehicles. They're going to take place in Poland, North Macedonia, Finland, across the Estonian-Latvian border. They're going to include troops from NATO, joint expeditionary forces, as well as non-NATO uh, non forces. The scale, they say, of the deployment coupled with the what they call is professionalism. Anytime anyone says it's professional, it reminds me that in photography, the junkiest, the cheapest uh, goods, like your tripods, are called professional. It doesn't mean that they're any good. It's just what people call themselves, but maybe this isn't the case. They're saying the training, the agility of the British Army will greatly deter aggression at a scale that has not been seen in Europe in this century. 
Also this week, some 4,500 troops are going to take part in another exercise, a swift response exercise that's going to include the dropping of individuals on parachutes and helicopter-borne assaults in Macedonia. Next month, 18,000 NATO troops, including forces from France, Denmark, Britain, and possibly the USA, will take part in exercise Hedgehog along the Estonia-Latvia border. In the economy, there is some confirmation that the savings boom is completely over. Personal savings rates are reported to have fallen over 6%, lowest since 2013. The biggest bond bubble in hundreds, hundreds of years continues to deflate uh, as they watch, uh, you know, they, they're saying that no matter how long bonds went on for, that it would be hundreds of years. We would never see any deflation like what we're seeing right now. They're saying that we have already lost some $8 trillion. Janet Yellen is saying that the tail risk in 2020, 2021, was a Great Depression repeat. And then they moved the line. They're being told, uh, people in the economic field are being told not to freak out. Experts saying that reacting to the unexpectedly negative U.S. GDP reading isn't cause for concern. They're saying it's because of shortages. But then why is our GDP dropping while companies and corporations are reporting higher than ever profits? Something isn't right here. And the fact is that it's going to, the crunch is going to come to you and your family. Buying that bag of rice is going to be harder in a month than it is right now. Just so people are aware, the last time the Lend-Lease Act was authorized was in World War II to support U.S. allies. Congress and the president right now believe that this war is larger. The U.S. Congress revived the World War II-era Lend-Lease program for this Russian war. The U.S. House of Representatives overwhelmingly worked to revive it. The House passed the UK Democracy Defense Lend-Lease Act of 2022. And I say UK, but you know it's not United Kingdom. By 417 votes to just 10 in opposition. This was three weeks after it sailed through the Senate with unanimous support. As soon as the currently seated president to the USA pushes it further, the act is going to revive the World War II era program that let Washington, uh, that let Washington lend or lease, given its name, military equipment to U.S. allies. This, they warn, will allow U.S. companies to quickly resupply partner nations without pursuing diplomatic channels. If that just threw off military industrial complex uh, alarms in your head, you've got it right. Today, the people in this conflict, this is a quote from Representative Mary Gay Scanlon. Today, the people in this conflict, and I summarize and, and repurpose that word, are standing on the front lines in the fight for democracy and against tyranny. And the U.S. needs to provide them with every possible measure of humanitarian and military aid. The Republican Senator John Cornyn, a lead supporter of the bill, says, quote, the Russian opposition, again, I uh, reuse that word, and forces have demonstrated unbelievable strength and bravery, and we must again serve as the arsenal of democracy. Listen to that. Remember, I just told you how you would see press conferences and uh, you would see politicians stand up telling you why this needs to be the next world war. It started right here. So this is the Republican senator. The Russian opposition and forces have demonstrated unbelievable strength and bravery, and we must serve as the arsenal of democracy and ensure they have the full range of resources necessary to defend their sovereignty. 
The French government spokesperson is saying that there will be an emergency energy ministers meeting on Monday. Uh, I remember we've told you again that this is a war for energy and it's going to come down to a war for who can heat their homes in the winter and who can run their cars in the summer. That's the war that you need to get ready for. The British Ministry of Defense, the MOD, says approximately 8,000 British soldiers are due to be sent to Eastern Europe as they prepare to take part in combat exercises against Russian opposition. Dozens of tanks, 100 plus armored vehicles, they are all going to be sent to locations this uh, coming weeks. Poland and Romania have announced that they are going to hold military exercises amid Russia's special operations. Uh, in the uh, war, according to reports. Those reports show that Poland, starting from May 1st, uh, military equipment is going to be mobilized on almost all roads. The citizens are urged not to take photos, pay attention here, not to publish information on the internet about the equipment or its movement. It's noted that the movement of equipment will be carried out mainly in the north and the east of the country. The Romanian Defense Ministry commenting on information on social media about the transfer of military equipment to the border with the conflict zone has said, please do not do this. Why don't they want anyone taking images of the equipment that's being sent? Maybe the special international groups that are being sent to the border region. You see, once you give up operational security, you've lost a little bit in your war. And so there's going to be a lot of things that get done in the dark of night. There's going to be a lot of things that get done undercover and a lot of secretive uh, events that take place over the next couple of weeks. We just have to remain operationally aware and we have to remain informational uh, aware. We have to get our information awareness up as high as we can. That involves things like uh, watching information that we're able to deliver. Nate, Canadian prepper, he's delivering great almost daily information. Uh, we have to monitor all of the different channels that we can. And that's a little bit of what I like to bring to you here. I gather all of this information from uh, sources on both sides. So sources that say that this should be happening, shouldn't be happening. And I try to deliver this to you in a way that no matter who says what, you can take action based on what is actually happening because that's what's important to me. We see that a Russian Admiral class frigate, uh, frigate was last seen departing its earlier destination, possibly en route to the conflict zone. Hupel's cat uh, posted about this infrastructural sabotage in France. One of the ministers for digital transition, Cedric O, mentioned that in Paris, saying that cuts in the cables were confirmed, touching the network of fixed and mobile lines. We have all sorts of sabotage taking place, not just in the conflict area, not just at the undersea cables, but around the world, including in the United States of America. And government organizations, police departments are all aware right now that this sort of sabotage is likely to continue into the next couple of years. So when your lights finally go out and when your phone doesn't work and when no one comes to help you, it might not be because some large event took place. It could be because of an operation from another country happening in just your local area. So don't discount when you see New York's lights go out or Texas lights go out, or you see just San Francisco's lights go out or just Atlanta, Georgia. Know that these events may be brushed under the carpet because it's like a fire surround, uh, sitting in the middle of a very dry forest. Anything could set the rest on fire. Anything could pick up that spark and start the next uncontrollable fire.
You know, if you have a campfire in a very dry forest and you do your best to surround it with rocks and you have that fire and there's nothing that can go wrong until a little gust of wind comes through and picks up maybe even just a small bit of a stick that still has uh, enough, enough ember in its char to touch it down on a piece of tinder. That starts a new fire, maybe 10, 15 feet away. You don't notice it until it's too late. And that's how forest fires are started. That's the same way that infrastructural sabotage is started. That's the same way that anti-government discontent is started. All it takes is a little spark. And we're starting to see that today. We can look all around and we can see the smoke everywhere. And we're just waiting to see when that next fire is declared. Well, I think that's a very good report on what's going on right now. And I think it was Dana Coverstone that said to brace yourself. He says that a lot in his dreams. And I think that's what we need to do. Brace ourselves for whatever may happen. Along with that, I think Dimitri Duderman had the dream or the vision of a small bear sleeping in the woods. And then it started getting poked with sticks and it grew bigger and angrier before attacking. And I think that bear just might be Russia. And we, along with NATO, could be the ones poking it with sticks. Hello again, this is The Watchman. Please join us on our new video channel called Encounters from Beyond the Veil. It's the same exciting content as our audio podcast, but in a shorter, but yet a video format. Also, please subscribe so you won't miss any of our episodes. That's Encounters from Beyond the Veil, exclusively found on YouTube. Please join us on the Watchman News Network. It's a video news presentation of relevant stories dealing with end time topics. Just subscribe to the Watchman on the Wall podcast on YouTube and you will instantly have access to our latest WNN report. That's the Watchman News Network exclusively found on YouTube. Thanks again for listening, and if you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends. Any comments or suggestions you may have, you can send to the Watchman on the Wall 2020 at gmail.com. We encourage you to subscribe so you'll always be notified of our future episodes. Well, thanks again, and we'll see you next time on the Watchman on the Wall podcast.